There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, and we are ready for another edition of Pick 6, and the heater continues. Uh, four and two last week, and that brings my record, which really shouldn't be my record. At this point, I, just sh- I should just have the weatherman host this thing. Um, because he's the one doing everything, and all I am is messenger boy. But that brings his record to 51-31, and and I believe he is at 78% since week eight, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And so now people are listening, and now people are following these picks. And G-Unit, you just said to me, uh, here in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, because we each are putting in $500 into the pot, me, you and producer Joe, who is on the uh, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies phone lines, that we are each putting in 500 bucks. So somebody is going to win $1,000 for having the best record over the course of the season. And you said you are fine with giving me, should I win, $500 because you are actually making more money off of my picks than $500. So it is a net win for you. That is right, Tim. And I tell you, I don't know what I'd do without your guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Clip this off and play it on the show, Gangster Pete. <laughs> I mean, this is, and yeah, I guess uh, since this is the the first season that that most of the audience has met G Unit, right? You, you'd think maybe I'm historically a really bad gambler. That's but. the I figured if I had to bet going in, I was like, oh, this G Unit guy must be really good, and I was looking forward to kind of uh, the rules being reversed. I would bet your picks. I always bet Joe's soccer picks when he texts me <laughs> soccer games, and he got me a winner on what do you have? Manchester City and who was it uh, last yeah. week? I don't know what the hell it was. I bet yeah, it when Saturday I was on my morning. flight. Yeah. yeah. Saturday morning, I, I texted you because uh, the United game was late that uh, I was on the over three and a half of Man City's game that kicked at nine. Um, and I played it at three and a half. You got it at uh, the Asian handicapping three and three quarters. Asian American. So please. you won half your wager <laughs> and pushed the other half and I won mine. And then uh, Manchester United shit the bed. Right, we both uh, lost that. What did you have, like an over? Or you have Manchester United minus a half goal. That's what it was. I had, I had Manchester United minus half a goal. That's what I had, really too, nice. and I lost. They gave up two goals inside of 20 minutes. Is that what happened there? Two and a half. Yeah, they went down 2 nothing in 20 minutes. Ah. And then it, it was 2-2 two, it was two, two at half. Uh, and then the second half, uh, they just couldn't find a, a go-ahead goal. So they shit the bed there. I actually lost my bankroll last week. Uh, and since I'm a total uh, quiche wager, I just I never want to get in a spot where I'm paying the man. So I always view this as kind of like, all right, I'll play with this, and if if and when I lose, inevitably I'm going to lose. Uh, I'll, I'll get I'll get paid on a certain amount, which leaves me a certain amount to play with. The number has been 500 to be transparent, which I know then alienates people, but because I'm unrelatable, but that's the number, and uh, and I, I I bet the blues. Uh, my Phil Maroon, brother of Pat, who is at our uh, hockey nights, presented by Bud Light, great guy. Uh, seems like he's pretty sharp on plays, and he was tweeting out the night that the Blues were playing the Red Wings that this is the night the winning streak begins. And I go, well, maybe he knows something considering everything. So I'll throw a hundred on the, uh, the Blues against the Red Wings. 
That didn't work out. Won the 100 back with Washington, whoever they played, Utah. Uh, and then yeah, I bet night. yeah, then I bet your Manchester United thing. Lost 50 on that. Bet 100 on Texas at plus like 7.5 or 8 earlier in the week. And then when it got to 9.5, I bet I bought the half point to get it up to plus 10, as was recommended by the weatherman. And the weatherman at this point is the wolf of Wall Street to me. Whatever he tells me to do, I'm going to do. So I lost 200 on Texas, and then I should have bet the under on Alabama, but, but I really did think that was going to be a high-score game, and it was. It just wasn't, uh, just barely, barely not. Yep, that's what it was. Uh, so I would have won had I bet the under, but I bet Alabama. Never even got a sweat on that. And then I finally lost a four-team NFL teaser, my final hundred and some odd dollars. Uh, and, of course, you win three or four. It's tough to lose those things, but all it takes is losing okay, one of them. You. I got you. I got. Uh, I took the. Well, I was. I was still putting DraftKings teams in at noon, so I forgot to make my standard noon four-team teaser. My focus is always on the DraftKings things, and we actually had a run on Sunday. Finally, we got a good sweat. Um, the Raiders and Chiefs game is where my focus was, and we really paid off there big time. But uh, it was the Patriots and Vikings. I had teased that total down to thirty-seven, and it finished at thirty-four. And I was big on that in DraftKings too. And that was really surprising to me how low scoring and slow pace that game was. I mean, that was, it was lucky it got to 34. So that wasn't even really a sweat. So that was it. The bank rolls down to $10 and I just don't want to be in a spot where I'm paying the man. So now I'll just be losing money for whatever reason. I'm comfortable losing money on DraftKings and it's really a disappointing amount of money. But when I lose even a hundred dollars to a bookmaker, for whatever reason, that bothers me. I can't reason that out. I'm just telling you that's that's my psychology on it. Anybody have any theory as to what that's about? Maybe it's because I'm just putting uh, the DraftKings on a credit you're, you're, card and I know it's a loss going in. It's kind of like a lottery ticket, whereas with betting, I feel like it's 50-50, even though it's usually more like 45-55. I think you're more comfortable losing money to a large company mm. than it is you showing up in a dirty parking lot and having to hand over cash. No, I've been doing that to get stimulated by a guy for about 20 <laughs> years, I think, 21 years, because it goes yeah. back to 97. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I so the bankroll's gone. So you did you were you uh, profitable last week, or were you a losing player? No, 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 no. Last week, I think, was a very, very good week for a lot of bookmakers. Georgia was very good to me, um, yeah. and, I, and I loved them. But you had to be but, on tilt, because you, you are a fanboy of Georgia, and yeah, they... You would have you would have lost I, – I feel strongly you would have lost your total had Kirby Smart not decided to – for the life of me, I don't get it. I mean, I, I still don't understand the reasoning behind it. Um, but I think you would have lost your total if it would have gone to overtime because, I, I mean, I could easily see each team scoring oh, a touchdown yeah, overtime. Absolutely. You know, that, but, I mean, just, just overall game there, it was, it, I was I – was, I actually was angry. Like, the national championship game, it was more of kind of like a shock and a holy shit – this was just angry. Yeah. Because you, know, like, you had it. Because like, yeah, I don't get it. For the life of me, I still don't get let it. Let me ask about, let but, me ask, I'll ask everybody here, including Gangster Pete, because I feel like one of the things, and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of neither here nor there on the fourth playoff spot from my standpoint. I just don't like if a team's in the Power Five uh, or in the FBS and they can go undefeated and not get in. I understand it. I, I get it because it's not like UCF played anybody. But so for the fourth spot, I'm kind of like, whatever. Because uh, Oklahoma's defense is hideous, but it will be fun to see Ky- Kyler Murray is something to watch. Holy crap! So I'm yep. looking forward to watching that against Alabama. But with that said, the 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 narrative I felt like is well, clearly Georgia is one of the four best teams in the country. I disagree with that. I'm not saying that they aren't. I'm just saying I disagree with it clearly. And my reasoning is Georgia played 
a different Alabama team than we saw in the first two months of the season. Tua is not the same guy, and that was not what, say, Missouri played or when Ole Miss got run off the field in the first half, take your pick, or what Alabama did with uh, LSU. That wasn't the same team. And again, it's not a shot at Georgia. I just don't feel like it's as definitive just because they hung with Alabama. That wasn't the Alabama team of September, October, or even the first half of November. That's that's my opinion. How do you feel about it, Joe, as a Georgia guy? Um, I, I, I feel as though if you're going to look overall, and, and, and I think it's, it's a hard thing to do because if you want to look at like strength of schedule, that – SEC teams like Missouri, I think, had one of the three hardest schedules, if not, you know, the, the hardest schedule in the country because they played Alabama and Georgia, and then Florida was still a top-ten team, you know, in the, the college football playoff rankings, that it's always going to be skewed towards teams that play in the SEC because there are so many good teams there. Um, but I agree with what you're saying in the sense that Alabama is not the same team that they were at the beginning of the year, but – I, I think it's hard to kind of gauge teams over the course of the year because there are so many butt asses mixed in with schedules that if you were strictly playing power five teams the entire year, if you're in a power five conference and you said you can't schedule non-power five teams, that would be the death of a lot of programs because they wouldn't have the funds to be able to right. continue operating. But I think you would be able to actually say this team looks this way now versus how they look that day. And at the same point, we're still dealing with 18- to 22-year-old kids. Um, and so does it make any sense in the world that Purdue blew Ohio State off the field? None. Zero. But it happened that night, and that was going to be the death of Ohio State. No matter how badly they beat Michigan the week before, once they were the number 16 prior to championship weekend, that was the end of it. They weren't going to leapfrog Oklahoma because they beat Northwestern. And then Oklahoma, if they were to win, it's, hey, we're going to avenge the loss that they had. So I don't have a problem with Oklahoma getting in, but I do believe if you were to stick Oklahoma in an SEC schedule, that they would have lost more than one game yeah. because that brand of football wasn't going to hold up. And Ohio State probably loses more than one game in the SEC schedule also. That if you're losing to Purdue, even if you're in the East, you're probably going to lose at least one more game. Let me ask you, um, let me let me ask this, to, and I'll ask the dais. And it's just a simple yes or no if if you like because I just feel like this is I feel like this is the, kind of like the solution. I think it's I think it can work both from the bowl side of things, even though I'm not a big bowl guy, and also from determining objectively champions, and then also re- keeping the debate alive. And that is the following: the winners of the five Power Five conferences automatically get bids into an eight-team playoff, and then a committee, the committee, if you want to call them that determines the other three teams, at-large teams, and then that committee seeds those teams, and they use the Bulls as the playoff. And then ideally, and I realize now I may be pushing it, but ideally the college football playoff championship game is played in the weekend in between the AFC and NFC championship game and the Super Bowl. That's that's what I would like to see as a solution. Gangster Pete, I will start with you. What do you think? Sounds awesome. I'm in. All right. God bless. Is that simply because you collect your paycheck from – for me, or is that because you really feel that way? No, I have no problem disagreeing with you. God bless. Good. That's healthy. Producer Joe certainly didn't when he was producing for a decade. Uh, uh, G-Unit, where are you? I love the idea. I, I, I'm, Don't you think I might I think it might go that way, too? It'll, the take, pack, it'll the take, take forever. 12, it'll take forever. But I don't I know if it'll take forever. I mean, if, if, if Georgia would have gotten in, and what the final ranking said, that it, can you imagine, by the way? And do you think it would have happened? Because I saw Charlie tweet this, your former co-host, Producer Joe, on Nick and the Badger. 
that the way the way the final rankings laid out was that if if Oklahoma would have lost to Texas, that Georgia would have gotten in, and a one loss Ohio State wouldn't have gotten in. And I feel like that would have been a nuclear moment, but I'm not sure it would have that happened. Was bullshit. Had it happened that I think it was bullshit. I think that was a big cover for the, just so there are no questions about uh, Ohio State versus Oklahoma. Interesting. They throw in Georgia yeah. like, well, it wasn't even a, an issue. I, yeah. mean, I, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly that a, a one-loss Ohio State would have gotten in over a two-loss Georgia and a two-loss Oklahoma. Absolutely. Uh, producer Joe, do you like my, uh, do you like my uh, final solution? I do believe it would be the final solution. I do not like it, but I believe in order to get eight teams, to get to eight teams, it's going to be the only way they're going to do it. Um, I would change, I, I would change, if you're going to go with eight, the first round is played at the higher seats home. That, yeah. then, then, you, then you have a legitimate argument to try and be one of the first four seats. I like that. Um, I like that, but but, but it, we got to play out the hand. It though. won't happen. But, it won't happen because because of the bowls. The bowls will then be further diminished if you can add in. Because right now you're getting two of the the big four involved every year in the playoff. But now there's if now there's six bowls that they're using. You know they're, they've correct. added the well, Peach Bowl and the Cotton Bowl into the rotation correct. with the Fiesta Rose Orange and Sugar Bowl. So I just. But, I, 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 you ha- I don't listen. I don't like the. I mean, it's not that I don't like the bowls. I just it, it, it. What what bothers me about bowls, to be clear, is when college football coaches and or programs with fan bases with low expectations. Obviously, I'm thinking of some Missouri fans. They go, well, it went to a bowl. You don't fire a coach. You went to a bowl. It's tough not to go to a bowl. So if that's the bar, then you're never going to achieve greatness. So that's where I go on bowls. But I recognize the revenue element of it, not just for the fan bases and the schools, but also for the bowls themselves and the regions that host them. So realistically, anytime you're talking about taking revenue off the table, you have a non-starter. So we, whether we like them or not, for a deal to get done, that has to be part of it, I feel. And I don't like it, but I recognize that that's reality. And so I think that has to happen, that the bowls are included. Um, and so I, 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 and I also think, Joe, that they have a situation here with these conference championship games. I mean, my God, there, there must have been like 20,000 people in Santa Clara for Washington and Utah. Um, you know why? Because there was nothing on the line for either team. That's so my point. Argument with your thing, but here's, here's the one thing. I and I think they should move that point. thing to Las Vegas when that stadium is built for the Raiders. I think that would be a fantastic idea. But here, here's what I would argue. There has to be some form of uniformity then between all of the conferences. Because, they, yes, all Power Fives now have to play a cha- or are, or, No, they don't have to. But all, all five Power Fives now have a conference championship, which means if you're going to – select one of the teams, then you have to have the conference championship. I would argue, though, that they all have to play a uniform number of conference games because the Big Ten's playing nine, whereas the SEC is not. So Nick Saban wants them to play nine. Oh, sure. Why wouldn't he? But what I'm going to say is, then, for, therefore, you have to play nine conference games. That leaves you with, what, three non-conference games? I would make a mandate that two of those non-conference games have to be against other Power Five opponents because then you're going to be able to hopefully oh, I would love come it. away with a, a better group of three for the at-large. I think, I think the at-large incentivizes schools to play a tougher schedule because you already have a way in by winning your conference championship, and you can lose a couple of games and still get in if it's viewed as you're one of the top three teams from the at-large perspective. Let me ask you this. Well, I, I think it's far the very, like Central Florida still doesn't get in in the group, uh, the group of three at-large this year. Oh, I don't think they do either. 
Well, let, let, let me you ask know. you, what's the current mission statement of the committee? I mean, are they supposed to pick the best team or the, the team with the best resume? They are, they're they supposed I believe to the, 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 most the, deserving is the word they use, yeah. I think. Most deserving? I mean, what a stupid word under the circumstances. Because <laughs> it's so arbitrary. Yeah. I mean, it's just so arbitrary. And that's the, I mean, listen, I get it. It's, it's, it's kind of sometimes, you know, there's, there's some people— you want to go politically, which I'm certainly not trying to do. Who let's want, talk politics. Yeah, you know, let's get let's get into it. But what I'm <laughs> saying is that that you know that if if it is not my deal, then I'm not interested in compromising. And then there are there's another school of thought that okay, it's not exactly what I want, but we've made progress, so I'm going to go ahead and make concessions here. And then ideally down the road, we'll get to exactly where I want. We're not going to get there from where we are at this moment. And I feel like what we're in right now is the inevitable. Which I would prefer, by the way. That the listen, and people go. That means Northwestern could have been in the college football playoff. Fair enough. Enjoy your trip to Tuscaloosa or playing Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Fine by me. That's the deal. And Ohio State, if worthy, would have made it uh, into the college football playoff. Otherwise, and also in addition to watching that, not just for Northwestern and Ohio State fans, then the team that would have been the fourth team in the college football playoff is pulling for one of those schools to to then make sure that they get the at-large spot and like the NCAA tournament. We're like, oh my God so-and-so on this conference tournament, that just took an at-large spot away from this bubble team. So I like that. It makes what happened Friday in Santa Clara more relevant and certainly the college football conference championships throughout, and that's where I am on it. I would love to see it. Anyway, most people are only here to listen to what my weatherman picked, and that's that's the bottom line. And so I shall give them to them, but I will give them to them after I tell them about our sponsors because without them, we have no podcast, and you have no way to be winning 62.2% of your games this year because of the weatherman. Uh, Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com, the sponsor of our studios, and a fine, fine gentleman. He will save you money if you're refinancing. Take advantage of the market. Do it right now. Do it right now. Cash out refi with home values as high as they are and rates as low as they are. You can do it right now at thehomeloanexpert.com, and if you're going to buy a home, boy, it makes it easy. You just go to thehomeloanexpert.com, two tabs right there for you. And you can click to purchase or to refinance. It's Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. And producer Joe is on the Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies phone lines. That's where you will find him every Friday. I was on those phone lines last week when I was calling in from Sanibel. Uh, and Mark Hanna is somebody that I recommend to our audience. And I do so in a very passionate way because I feel like I screwed up managing my money when I was in my 20s. And I've known somebody like Mark Hanna. I would not have been as irresponsible as I was. The end of the year is fast approaching, and this is the time to get your year-end finances set up. Make sure that you do so by calling 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. And talk to Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He's at evergreenstl.com. Mark helps everyday people meet their financial goals by helping them to create a clear picture of their finances. One of the things you can do is you got to do it before the end of the year is reach out about setting up a uh, 529 for your state deduction, your state tax deduction, putting money into a 529 plan for young kids and planning for education costs. Mark Hanna will set you up with that. He's at Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com or give him a call at 314-889-0503. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, the sponsor of our phone lines, when the great producer Joe is on giving us uh, his soccer picks for the week. So uh, we're picking two games this week and a lock. That is what we agreed on. We talked about it for a few weeks, like how we will handle things. Cause uh, gangster Pete, to his credit, I think he has given a rebirth to our picks producer, Joe, because now we're not just like, okay, the big game in the NFL this week is this. And we're like, I don't fucking know. I'll pick the Rams. Uh, we're picking games 
that we actually like. I don't think we would have the records. Joe, you're 53.6 against the spread, which is a very good number. Uh, my 62.2. And uh, G-Unit, you know, as much as there is a fade G-Unit movement out there, 45% against the spread, while it's in last place here, it's not the worst thing in the world. I know you're not happy with it, and I'm not trying to soften it, but if, if you were to say somebody would have gone 45% against the spread going in, I would have gone, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. That's 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 you know that's probably a route what the median would be if you if you pool a hundred gamblers together. So uh, either you just ran into a heater here with the weatherman, but the heater has benefited you because you've been betting the weatherman's picks. Oh yeah, and and I got well, it really has been. And I I mean, if I would uh, put together a little heater myself, we could finish pretty strong and at least be respectable. But yeah, forty five percent. I mean, it's not embarrassing, but hell, I'm on a gambling podcast, so kind and that's kind of it's really, really because bad. Because there are fade G unit T-shirts, right? Now and they're out making there. shirts, and yeah, yeah. That, that's that Seth Goldcamp from Designer. He's <laughs> he's marketing your failure. I gave my dad one. He, Is he, 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 he wears, wears it all the time. <laughs> all right, so two picks, and then we'll do our locks. Uh, and I have to now sift through, and sift isn't the proper word to use when he sends these over. My God, is the weatherman sent over a lot of games? Um, and he takes great pride in his record. I'll tell you that because he was even, he was even better than sixty seven percent last week. Uh, I just happened to pick two of his losers. Uh, he loves Army Navy under forty. Gangster Pete, is that still at forty? Is it forty and a half? He said it might be at forty and a half. What do we have? Army Navy under. We have forty. Forty is the number. Army Navy under forty. And now I gotta go through these NFL picks, and he sent a bunch over, and I really don't know. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, God, I just don't. Why don't you give us some options? We can pick them for you. No, I can't do that because then I'm actually giving you options, and I'll give you the picks afterwards. Well, I mean, I guess you guys had to submit your picks in advance anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, I don't. I mean, he has a bunch of these things. <laughs> I know. I know what my lock is. <laughs> Um, God, ah, uh, uh, God, I don't really want to pick the Rammies. Mm. Uh, yeah, Rams are uh, 72%, or oh, 77 right? really? public. Oh, good. That's a he's thir- got, he's third. got the Rams as one. Yeah, I'd kind of a weird that. feeling about this. Uh, God, I really, I don't know. I, I'll go Ravens Chiefs over fifty three. Ravens Chiefs over fifty three. Wow, wow. Gangster Pete, you like that, or you don't like that? I think you'll you'll understand why when unit goes. Well, that well, that what is that one of your plays? Not anymore. It's not. <laughs> Are you gonna tell him what it was? It was. It was gonna be a unit. Super triple oh, shit. locks. The oh, first those. super triple lock of the year. <laughs> I mean, but so what happened? You got some intel on Sammy Watkins' knee or something? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I, the reason why I, I, I'm not going to go with it is because I think, you know, you're going to have freezing at, at around game time, right? 32, oh, I just, I, 32 degrees. Are you running the ball? I guess I'll stick with it. I see that in, it's it's in his now off category. Oh! <laughs> I, I was just scrolling through the page. You hit the weatherman on the exact same now, page. Yeah, yeah, you got to feel good about that. He said he's now <laughs> off the Ravens and Chiefs over 53. Baltimore will it's run. It's 52 and, try to and a half. Tight. That's right. Leaning right toward Ravens plus seven and can't take the over with that. So he is now off that. So, you know. I would like to ask for mercy from the dais to be able to pick a different game. However, if the dais is saying, go fuck yourself, I respect that because I am the leader and there is money on the line. Um, 
I'll do, I'll just stick with it. I'll just stick with it because I, I mean, don't, don't want to put you guys in a weird spot. I think spot. if I'm a listener of no, the show, no. I want you to pick something that you feel confident yeah, you don't, in. Not, because now we're back to, oh, I guess I'll pick I've this I've retracted, game. what, a dozen picks during I'm mid-show so, I, I, this yeah, year? I understand, but still, it's, it's principle of it because I know you guys have to submit your picks in advance for the purpose of our contest. Uh, but you're, you're the leadoff man, so you. I mean, it doesn't change anything. All right. Well, if you guys are fine with it, then fine. I, I legitimately just. I mean, you know, everybody's got 500 bucks in the pot here, so there's material dollars. It's not like we're just throwing around 10 or 20 bucks. Uh, I still don't really know what the hell to go with, to be honest with you. But just since I've already fucked this up once, I don't feel. I don't feel good about some of his other picks. But then at the same time, if I were picking NFL games, I bet I'd be like 40 percent against the number. He loves the Colts plus five against the Texans, so I'm going to go with that. Mm, uh, like Colts, that. You like that? Colts yeah. plus five against the Texans. He loves that. He's been on it all week, uh, so I'll go with that. Colts plus five against the Texans, so congratulations to the Chiefs and Ravens for scoring 70 points and the Texans for winning their 10th in a row by 30 over the Colts. <laughs> there it is. That's how this will play off. There are my plays. Uh, who is up next? Who had G-Unit? You went two and four last week. Joe went three and three. Is that correct? Joe's up. Yeah. So, Producer Joe, you are up next. Yeah, bullshit. That Pittsburgh. Hold on a second. What's going on? Now here we go. And I, I, you're you're going to take the Producer Joe role of d- bitching about a bad beat. Before, when like. it's not even my turn. I had a, I, <laughs> Everybody's I had, favorite I had segment. That, <laughs> I had it that is. pit Time game for pick bad beats. perfectly. I'll first tell you Stanford what. Stanford Steve. 24 to 7 in, in the first half. And then they th- these referees. Fuck, oh I hope that God, guy got. a referee bitching well, bad beat. you know, I don't know where I heard this lately. But essentially, and, and it makes sense. Every game comes down to, to like three Three big plays, either a call. I believe, I believe, I believe, G-Unit, what you're looking for is any given Sunday when Al Pacino. Ah, what a speech. What is a that speech. where I heard that? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was just recently. Wow. I don't know what. Yeah, you maybe just anyways, watched it. These, this, refer- <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this referee was, uh, he blew this, this offsides call, the most blatant offsides ever. It's his only job. And then the, the Chargers score a touchdown, and then the game's fucking over. The, the momentum shifts. And, anyways, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> So you went two and four. Joe went three and three. Joe is at forty-five and thirty-nine on the year, fifty-three point six against the number. And by the way, five and nine on your locks. And in G Unit, you're four and nine on your locks. What in the hell? I don't. Really I don't good. give much. Uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> like, locks. Like you're saying, so if you would focus on them, you would be yeah. nine and four. If go I... fuck yourself with that. <laughs> go fuck yourself with that. Real nice, like too. Go ahead, Joe. What are you going to complain about? What, what game do you have to bitch about from last week? Well, I can talk about a head coach from the University of Georgia faking a fucking punt. But you still won um, your game. Yeah, I know. But, you know, sometimes you're willing to – I lost the bet if Georgia won the game outright. But every once in a while I'd be willing to lose a wager because Lord knows I do that plenty to right. watch Georgia win. Uh, my first game, I am going to take the over 55-and-a-half of the New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay Bucks. Back it the up. Bucks, 56. The Bucks. Uh-oh. What's it at now? 56. That's still fine. The Bucks have allowed 19 points more than any other team in the NFC. And the Saints coming off of a dismal Thursday night performance against the Cowboys last week. I feel very confident in the Saints being able to score at least six touchdowns in this game. And they will give up a couple as well. So over so 56 go- on Saints and Buccaneers. Is that what that is officially? Yes. yes All right, thank you. Yes, and uh, I, uh, I am going to lay two points with a team going on the road that has lost four games in a row, just because they're still in the wild card picture in the NFC, I am going to lay the two points with the Carolina Panthers against the Cleveland Browns. Um, as I said, they've lost four games in a row, and Cam looked absolutely dreadful last Yeah, boy, week. did he ever. But he does have a history of just shitting the bed one week and then making amends the following week. 
and uh, I will feel all right laying those two points in that game. Right, I like that pick. I like Carolina. There you go. So you've lost I that, also, Joe. I, and I, I don't know what G-Unit's other game was, but I uh, since I thought we were picking three games plus a lock, I had also had the Rams minus the three in their game because they are still battling for home field advantage, uh, although they've clinched the division looking for home field advantage throughout the course of the playoffs, that I do like the Rams minus the three. I would guess G-Unit is not on the Rams minus three because he cited that 77% public number of the Rams against the Bears minus three in Chicago. What is that? Is that a Sunday night or Monday night? Or That's Sunday night. we got Sunday night and what's Monday the, night. What's the game Great tonight? Because I usually just DGen out on DraftKings and put like $100 and on Jags, Titans. Ugly. Oh, Jags fuck Titans. me. <laughs> yeah. I bet Joe Buck asked for vacation. Find something else to is do. Is Chase Daniel starting in that Bears game? I don't think so. I mean, fuck that. Would... No, it's probably going to be Trubisky. Trubisky. That's a you know Sunday and Monday, couple great important games for all these teams involved. What's the other one? Uh, Vikings uh, at Seahawks Seattle. on yeah, Monday. Yeah. yeah, that's good. The Blair Walsh Memorial game. Uh, what do you have, G Unit? Well, I'll I'll start off by mentioning that this Tennessee Jags game, which we can't pick, it's Thursday night game, but I want to give a little uh, tip because I have a guy. <laughs> No, this is unbelievable. I've got a guy. In fact, maybe maybe I'm going to actually risk going into the red numbers here. This guy is one in twelve on Thursday night games this year. I mean, that is (laughs) tough to do in my pick six league. I got his pick, and this is that you know him actually, Doctor Joseph Gerbils. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, but but he's one in twelve. Doctor Gerbils one in twelve, and so I got his pick tonight. His pick is the Titans. So go Jaguars. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, right. it, that, that is a big pick. I have $10.50 left in my account and it is now being placed on the Jaguars because of Dr. Joseph Gerbils. Although the do factor is through the roof. It, oh, That's the thing, word. but the do factor's been through the roof for that quite some true. time. Look, All right, so I, can't, my... I can't risk 10 because I risk going down 50 cents, so I got yeah. to rechange that. Uh, go ahead, Doug, G Unit. So you, you're, that's just like that's, that's that's a friendly holiday pick for people to take the Jaguars tonight. <laughs> Here's that, a fade. That's for right. You. Yeah. That's a, yeah. So so uh, my my first pick is uh, the Baltimore Ravens, which I was actually on the over at 52 and a half in that game, but faded it for the same reasons that the weatherman did. Um, what is Baltimore plus six and a half, gangster? Yep. All right. I wish I had that hook. Maybe you can buy it. You can buy it on Sunday, baby. Can we buy it today? New, no. new. No. So I'll, I'll take the the plus six and a half. I just think it's gonna, you know, around thirty two degrees, maybe running the ball. Casey's got a lot. Well, I was of gonna shit go going heavy on. on some DraftKings with the Chiefs. I'm gonna have to go back to the uh, lab on that. And you gotta like Har. I mean Harbaugh. He this time of year, he's probably made me more more money the last decade than any other coach. I mean, he just he grinds it out and and. Anytime they're they're underdogs by more than three, you have to take the Ravens. So this is an important game for both teams because Chargers are knocking on the the Chiefs' doorstep. But I, I yes, think I think it's going to be a field goal game. So I'll I'll take Baltimore. Game two, Miami Dolphins at home against the New England Patriots. This seems like a a bet that has a really good chance to lose knowing what Belichick does. Good for you for taking it then. But if you get in the if you get into the the weeds here, 75% of the public is on uh, the Patriots. Really? Is that right? Cuz I can tell you the weatherman likes the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, I, I and that's great. See, me and the weatherman are starting to click. This I know, may that's be interesting. The and, yet, and yet you continue to lose every week. <laughs> so, <laughs> the so, three-game week is your turning point. <laughs> yeah, this is it. The, and the reason why this 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 line it looks so good to me, the, the, Miami's 5 and 1 at home 
and they've had some impressive wins. They beat the That's Bears. A at hostile home. atmosphere down there with thirty thousand people. <laughs> it's unusual, yeah. But six and six, they're still in the hunt. What's and the number you got plus on that? What do you got, Gangster Pete? On this plus seven and a half. Well, yeah. So you lost a little yeah. something against your unit. What was it? Was it eight? I, it was at least at eight for sure. Well, it's going down. Time. I think yeah. it's plus seven and a half. Uh, minus 120 right now. Isn't That's it? right. Yeah, wow. so it's, it'll be seven here by the end of the day, I'd bet. But five and one at home, Miami I, and, and New England beat them 38 to seven in Week Four. Yeah, they shipped them when they were undefeated. So I think that that bumps the lineup a little bit more. It, it makes it a little, uh, a little more enticing to, to losers I, I, like myself. I saw, some t- I, I saw a tweet earlier this week along these lines that I think Brady has won 90 percent of his games or higher, something along those lines, in December. With the exception of on the road and Miami in December, he's one in five, I believe. He's got a side piece down there. Yeah. Ooh, that is the opinion of G-Unit, if you need his real name for this lawsuit. <laughs> I'm just be happy joking. To pro- no, Miami's a fun place it. to go. My, yeah, how could you have a side piece with, you know, come on. I just, I just move right on. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll tell you what, I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm thrilled uh, to be able to have James Carlton as our uh, sponsor here on the program. Why, you ask? Because I switched to him, and now my whole world has changed in the world of insurance. And it's a game changer. It really is once you're dealing with somebody. And you don't realize it until you go, wow, this guy truly is different than everybody else. He's online at carltoninsurance.net. 314-961-4800. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. It, it, it was about uh, yeah, it was about a year of doing spots for him. And I said, James, I got I to gotta switch. He goes, no, I don't do that. It's going to cause a whole thing. And I said... I got to do it. I really got to do it. So we made the switch. Uh, he was handling something for Inside STL, and he did it so well. And then when we met the first time after I made the switch, he goes, hey, do you realize you don't have any dis- disability insurance? And I go, oh, that's not really good as a married guy with a child. So uh, those are the kinds of things. And then I was saying, well, I can do this. And he goes, no, no, that would be too much. And I'm going, well, this is, this is, an, this is an honest insurance guy. Uh, his name is James Carlton. I really recommend him in a major way to our audience. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. All right, time for Locks of the Week. Uh, you know, for as good as uh, the record is, courtesy of the weatherman, my locks is is uh, are only at uh, 7 and 6, 53.8%. Um, but he has been all over this uh, and... And I like it. I like when I see a plus on his locks, although he was plus eight, I guess, on Texas last week. Uh, and that did not hit, which cost me a good portion of my role. Uh, and that is the Raiders. The Raiders. Boy, I don't like taking the Raiders. I like taking underdogs. I don't like taking the Raiders. And he's got it at ten and a half, Gangster Pete. What do you have it at? We got it at ten and a half. All right. We are taking the Raiders at ten and a half against the Steelers. I shall give you his reasoning. Roethlisberger is 1-9 in his last 10 as a 10-point favorite in his career. The Raiders are great in the back door. That's uh, double entendres. Steelers running backs are beat up. That is true. I don't think Connor's uh, playing, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's no. out. He's out. Uh, and Ben has to throw 50-plus times, and that's going to lead to some picks. I love this pick. Also, if this were flipped, would you take the Steelers minus 17 in Pittsburgh? The Steelers always play up or play down to their opponent. Raiders. That's Tomlin. What? That's Tomlin. Yep, that's Tomlin. Well, uh, Joe, you can you can you can ride with the weatherman if you like it as well because he is on the Raiders plus ten and a half. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. But but just historically, doesn't it seem that the 
the Steelers need two games to kind of get this injection of reality, and then they go nuts after that. Most teams in, in a playoff hunt, they have one down week, and then they come back. Yeah. Tomlin, they, it's like they need to be on the edge, about to fall off, and then they rebound. Then turn it around. So they've so lost making two. reference to the Broncos game and now the Chargers game, yeah. both which very well could have been and should have been wins. Yeah. So that's just something to think. Uh, Producer Joe, uh, you are not going soccer at this moment. What are you going with? Yeah, because uh, because the site that we are using for lines, I uh, I cannot give you the over three with Chelsea and Manchester City, although I love that. It's an 11.30 kick on Saturday. I am going to go over with the Chargers and Bengals over 47.5 in San Diego. I told you a little bit ago about the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had given up the most points in the NFC. Well, guess what? The Bengals have the worst defense in the league and yeah. have given up the most points of everybody else. Well, they really are a mess. The, the Raiders are second, but the Bengals hold the crown right now. I will uh, I will go over that 47-and-a-half because, well, the Chargers like to score points. I don't know uh, I don't know if you pay a whole lot of attention to that sort of thing, but when you have a team that loves to score against a team that loves to give up points, um, I'm going to go with the obvious over the 47-and-a-half there. The Keenan Allen show that took place in Pittsburgh. Uh, is that What is the number of Gangster P? I feel like you might have 47-and-a-half. 47-and-a-half. You lost a half point, Producer Joe. I had it at 47 and a half when I just read it. Okay. You still lost a half point. Uh, <laughs> G-Unit, what what do you have? I, I like to try to guess your locks. Um, but you're not a favorite guy necessarily, and you're not necessarily an over guy. So it's it's di- it's more difficult to handicap yours. I mean, there's producer Joe with two overs and a favorite this week. Producer Joe's going to producer Joe. On <laughs> you, I don't I don't really know where you're going this week. Well, I'll tell you. Um, well, first of all, let me uh, mention I would my best bet would be in UFC 231 based on a guy that I've been tracking, and he's been hitting about 80. percent And now that we're hiring people to uh, that's correct to give us our picks in this contest, Weatherman's 10.99. He's got Max Holloway uh, to win against this Brian Ortega character, and and Holloway's 125. So for our purposes, I can't take it. Can't take it. If I was Joe, so I who could. do we want to take? We I would take, take Holloway. It. We would take Holloway okay. minus 125. Right, I'll go bet that. If if the Jaguars cover, I'll be up to 20 on the roll. And this guy, I mean, he's he's over 80 percent the last two months. Just crazy. Sick. Yeah. So uh, my my. Super double lock, and this is only the third one of the year. I've been getting some pressure uh, from a few fans <laughs> to, to bring a super <laughs> triple lock. Looking for this, <laughs> but I, I I just I can't just give you a super triple lock without actually feeling <laughs> feeling that uh, action there. So, but this is a super double lock. It's the Indy Houston over mm. of fifty, mm. and this is one hell of a bet. I'll tell you, Indiana or Indianapolis, the last. Uh, five weeks before getting shut out last week at Jacksonville, averaging almost 35 points a game. They throw the ball a lot. They throw the ball a lot. Houston last five games, averaging over 29 points a game. I think that that 6-0 loss to Jacksonville last week kind of brought this line down a few points. And Houston's defense, I I think, is kind of overrated from years past. You know, they got names. They got Watt. But it hasn't really been performing up to – of those years, and I think it's because they're scoring more, so they're, the other offense is getting the ball more. So I, I just like this to be both teams in the 30s. 
So we're going over. All right. 50. That's good for my DraftKings knowledge, should you be hitting, because that would be a game that would usually fly under the radar uh, as far as a lot of DraftKings exposure on the Colts and Texans. Uh, all right. Uh, G-Units in with the Colts, Texans over 50. Producer Joe's in with the Bengals, Chargers over 47 and a half. And my lock is the Raiders plus 10 and a half. So there it is. Pick six is in the books for week 15 of our contest. Next week, we are back to pick actually six games because we'll have a bunch of bowls to work with and the degenerate festival of trying to figure out which team actually cares and which team is treating as a vacation begins for the next two and a half weeks. So that's what we've got coming up. I do enjoy that. Uh, Producer Joe, thank you for joining us on the Mark Hanna Evergreen Wealth Strategies phone lines. Bye. There he is. Uh, G-Unit, thank you for coming in and, and releasing that super triple double lock of the Colts and Texans that everybody will now be taking the under on. We appreciate that. <laughs> one and one in the super dub. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're looking for, 50%. Uh, and then uh, and then hopefully the weatherman can continue his heater because, I tr- trust me, I'd be at like 40%. That's why I don't give you shit about 45% because I'd be at 40%. So uh, that'll do it. Thank you to Ryan Kelly sponsoring uh, the studios here, thehomeloanexpert.com. Mark Hanna sponsoring the phone lines. James Carlton of Carlton. Uh, State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves at carltoninsurance.net. Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet at Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth Exit and online at landoff.com. And Mike Judy Presents at mikejudypresents.com. All making the Tim McKernan Show possible. We're super grateful to them and to you for listening. Hopefully, we continue the heater and you continue to make money off of the weatherman's plays. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.